1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome
0: to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. Today's guest is the amazing Jessie Ward. If anyone is lucky enough to know Jess, you will know what a beautiful person she is inside and out. We had a lovely catch-up about how we're coping with life in lockdown and we spoke about the alignment between physical and mental health And building a positive relationship with running. This allowed Jessie to complete two marathons. We then went on to talk about the power of a plant based diet and we discussed the potential that veganism has for the future. I love this conversation with Jess so much as it was full of positivity. She was my first guest and was very patient with my lack of technological capability, and I love her for that. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Jessie Ward. Hello, Tawzi, how are you? <laughs> it's so good to virtually see you. Really, no, honestly, very, it's really, really good to see you as well. 100%. I've um, cinnamon and manuka honey tea with me. I've never tried this later, so. I love that, where's that from? What, the, the tea is from Sainsbury's and this mug I actually bought in Target in California. So it like brings back memories. Oh, oh my goodness, oh. yeah. And obviously the, the year abroad was cut slightly short, unfortunately. Yeah, it was. I mean, so I, I guess I got two, two thirds of it. Um, but it was honestly brilliant. Like what I had of it, like I think I really made the most of it. And I, re- I enjoyed every second. Obviously, like adjusting to moving to a new country is quite a lot. But it, I think it really taught that, like me things um, about myself that I probably didn't know. And um, I honestly really enjoyed it. And obviously, I really enjoyed living in the sunshine for that long. Yeah, but yeah, it was cut short. Um, but what can you do you know it's nothing I could have done so exactly it's that attitude of just acceptance I guess and doing the best with what we've got and this is kind of what this whole podcast that I'm trying to develop is all about and it's just about talking all things well-being what makes us feel our absolute best and how we overcome these kind of challenges um with positivity and strength so how are you doing in the lockdown at home oh my gosh (laughs) well I mean how long has it been now is it's been nearly two months it's amazing honestly i think it's gone really quickly honestly it's weird like when i think back about the start and then to like i now i think about now i mean it's gone so quickly but yeah i'm honestly doing quite well i mean obviously there are ups and downs like sometimes you're like oh i'm just so bored of staying inside and you know you miss your friends and you miss your extended family but like on the whole i'd say i'm doing really well i think the weather's definitely helped also with my mood um because i think coming from california if it was awful weather i think that would definitely affect me negatively um but because the weather's been good and obviously i missed my family whilst i was away so on the whole yeah i am doing pretty well i'm trying to occupy myself um read lots of books exercise all of that stuff so yeah i'm well how about you yeah no i love that yeah it's i so agree with the weather like it yeah. just makes oh. it so it makes it so Honestly, it does it really does like even now look i'm like sat by my window and yeah it's cloudy but oh the sky is so blue and and the just sun is like hitting the houses opposite and the leaves oh it's just beautiful i just i really hate the winter and i love spring and summer so much like i definitely notice a change in my mood seasonally i think a lot of people do but um I'm- it's crazy how much like nature and and the seasons can affect our mood yeah, But yeah, it's lovely having a garden space. I feel super, super grateful for that. And just what you're saying about the houses is making me miss Edinburgh so much. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, like those Marchmont streets where you look across and the tall houses. Oh, I miss it too. An hour in Edinburgh is is something else. It Um, really is. So it definitely is a bit of an adaptation. I mean, for you, you had to. You went all the way to America and from my from edinburgh and then now you're not even at edinburgh it's, it's <laughs> just like hopping basically around the world yeah. but no it's great i honestly california is an amazing place obviously like america's huge so i can't speak for the whole of america um and i've only actually visited california but oh, just beautiful they say that santa barbara's that it, so they say california is like heaven on a heaven in America and then Santa Barbara is heaven on earth. So, I mean, I don't know how much of that is true, but I can definitely vouch for that. It was honestly just, I was basically living on the beach and then by the mountains, and then campus was in the centre, so it really was an ideal place to be, um, so I feel very lucky and very grateful. It literally sounds like my dream, it sounds amazing. Yeah, well, well we must go, maybe in the future we can go and we can like do yoga on the beach, and we can go for runs in the mountains, honestly it would be your kind of place to all this. Definitely. Definitely, well this is the thing about me and Jess's friendship is that we're so similar, <laughs> and we have we have so many common interests and passions, but genuinely I, I think we've met in person, twice, if that. <laughs> It's weird, actually. Like, like I know you so much better. Actually, I yeah. I think we've only actually, yeah, like face to face contact. Yeah, too, too damn. Yeah. So my favorite, one of my favorite things, me and Jess have done in our in our limited meeting <laughs> time. Me and Jess went on. We went on a, a lovely long run around Richmond Park. It was rape, It was really hot, wasn't it? Actually, I it remember was, that. Honestly, it, was, it was glorious day. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. We actually. I also remember this. I was thinking about the other day. We got a bit lost. We ended. We did we ended up oh, on a random golf course <laughs> and we asked these golfers they were like oh I have no idea so it was a hot day I remember struggling on that run thinking god I'm really warm yeah and like it was my first run first proper run since the Edinburgh Marathon so I remember being like oh my god like I'm running again Gosh. this is amazing this, um I love so that and fun. it was crazy as you say like I feel like I know you so much more than someone who's only seen the other person twice yeah, but exactly but, yeah. and that's the silver lining for me in because my I, i'm kind of again have a similarity of Jess is that I was meant to be going a year abroad to sydney um, oh. but that's been cancelled so it's it's thinking about the silver linings and the fact that I will have time to develop these friendships yeah, back exactly there's there always a silver lining also i love about you tortie you're very positive you always see the good and i think that's such a good trait because like why dwell on the bad like why dwell on the sure. negatives because there's always going to be good from a situation yeah. well, um, yeah, and i spent a lot of my life dwelling on the negatives for sure mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely it's it's a process, and that's what again yeah. like I'm trying to kind of bring to light in in this podcast is that things they take time ta- it takes time to come to a state of being able to see the good in things and obviously everything's so relative people have different stories people have different journeys um and mine was a really difficult one but i I'm so yeah. passionate now about seeing seeing the positives in in difficult times that's really great that's uh, amazing as well like it's so inspiring like obviously I think it takes a lot to admit that you've like that it's not always been amazing and positive but the thing is in life like it's not always amazing and positive and like that's one thing that sometimes like people are like oh like this person like she's always happy I bet you she's never sad I bet you she never has like a rainy day but that's impossible <laughs> like everyone's gonna feel sad and I think one of the great things about emotion is that if you have the capability of feeling so positive and so good about something that automatically brings the negativity as well some days like you can't always can be on the app you, you you know there's you ebb and flow I guess so. exactly you've hit the nail on the head it's such and things happen change happens exactly. we have to be constantly the only constant thing in our life is that life changes <laughs> yeah. yes so true exactly yeah. there is no consistency really yeah and, um, and especially it's now it's com- like unprecedented times like super different reality. Yeah, I mean, the, like we always speak about the link between mental health and exercise. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think I think at the moment, I mean, what it seems to be is that this whole workout from home mm. narrative is literally booming on Instagram. I have a few stories because I think like whilst I love the whole, you know, like don't let the fact that like gyms are closing stop you like you can do all these workouts at home and you can use the outdoor space, which obviously is amazing. Like I mean, if yeah. I mean, I feel quite lucky, and as are you, living in Sorry. But where I live in London, um, I live right on the common, like Wimbledon and Putney Commons. So I can easily get out and have this huge, beautiful common space to to run, to walk my dog, you know, to um, just enjoy. But I think I've been reading a lot of things on Instagram how there's kind of almost this pressure now we're in lockdown for people to be their most fit self and right, like yeah. really get strong and fit and have to find abs and lose weight and just be the, the most perfect fit self and I just think that's it's actually like impossible really and, you, and that's not taking into account you know people's baseline like level of fitness and also people's levels of emotion and anxiety like it's such an anxious time I think you just got to do what's right for you and maybe for you and me like exercising really really helps but for some people it doesn't so i think like as long as you're moving and you're healthy we don't have to strive to be this goddess of fitness i think that's just impossible i to could not i could not agree more and i mm-hmm. literally because i literally wrote under my note of booming workouts from home i wrote this yeah. also comes with a massive need for self-care from the side of you don't have to be going mad every exactly. day exactly, um, exactly. And that's like, not healthy, is it really? If you're going no. crazy and you're getting so stressed about it. Well yeah, it's, it's a really, an enjoyable thing. So Yeah, it creates a base level of of stress, which we don't yeah, we completely don't need anymore in this time. And right. I think in our in our lives we've always been people who have chosen to mm-hmm. exercise purely because that's what makes us feel really good. Um mm-hmm. And I think it is also a fantastic thing that maybe people are discovering that for sure. Like I know like people are are getting more into running and it's, it's, it's honestly great to see, but you're so right. It's making sure that you're doing it from a place of self-growth and self-development, self-love, not from, I I need to look a certain way to be accepted. I need to do this because (laughs) everyone else is doing it. So I think that's so important. And I love that that we've come onto that because I think that's such a big conversation that needs to be had at the moment. Definitely, definitely. for sure,
1: yeah.
0: but on the running, you yes. have run two marathons, you amazing I girl. Have new, <laughs> I haven't you, honestly, I don't, sometimes I kind of forget, because I feel like, I don't know, when I, I remember when I was younger, and I ran my first ever 5k, and I remember thinking, like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, I, like, it was, it felt so long, it was just so painful, and I remember thinking, like, the idea of doing a 10k was just completely beyond me, and, um, yeah and then I guess I just started to really like running again not for being fast and not for being insanely fit but just for like the way it made me feel and like the headspace and just like being alone like with music and just like nature and I really loved it and then I guess like a few years passed and I thought actually you know what marathon would be a great challenge and then yeah now I've done two. so it's yeah amazing. I can't wait for you more I guess really. I love that you've kind of gone through your relationship with it so starting from the younger age because I came from across a slightly different place because I was kind of not pushed at all I would say because I mean i I loved it but I yeah. was always in a position of racing and it took me a long time to develop that feeling of I love running for the for the headspace and the feeling and the mentality so and it's I, so competitive yeah. especially when you're young like it's hard to understand these feelings of like competition and you you really want to do your best and you want to make your parents proud and you want to make your family proud so I think there's a lot of yeah. emotions especially for a young a young girl but absolutely amazing there's this expectation when you're young i think um and i think this kind of mark for me that if i didn't win i've not achieved which is yeah. obviously, obviously is that... such a shame and there is that element of um genetic makeup i guess yeah. but um mm-hmm. i love that you've kind of slowly developed your relationship with it it's amazing yeah. like, i've never i've never run a marathon i i i adore to like I had this goal since I was so young of running a marathon oh, in every continent. Oh my god, how amazing! Well, you should keep that goal. I mean, I've got a similar goal, and mine is to run a marathon in every city I live in. So oh, I, I, need to, I need to do London Marathon, um, and then yeah, so I lived in Edinburgh and then Los Angeles while well, I lived in Santa Barbara, but not far. So that's yeah, different. I think that's a quite cool. Girl. But every continent, can you imagine? Because also, that's an excuse just to have a holiday. Oh my god. And travel. Maybe so. that's why I did it subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's great. I think that's cool. That's so cool. And like imagine being able to put a pin on like a world map of everywhere you've done a marathon. So oh. cool. I just think I it's such know. an amazing thing. And like I really think with marathons, it has to become this kind of moving meditation. Like you have to just really tune into the mind. Cause it's, it's such, it's just such a mental trial to get through that time. I definitely think of- it's more mental than physical. You reach like that rhythm, especially, well, I think like during training, you know, I think training is actually more difficult than the actual marathon race day. Because, you know, it's like the early mornings, it's balancing that with, like, the rest of your life, with university, with socialising. But um, I think it really helped me because I joined triathlon, so I was automatically doing this training. So I didn't really have to think about it separately, other than my long, long runs, like, you know, going on a 20-miler. Like, I wouldn't do that with a triathlon team, so do that by myself. But... Yeah I think the training is definitely the hardest part once you get to the day like I remember so I ran the Edinburgh marathon my first marathon with Annie, Annie Smith from Edinburgh and she's a great oh. girl so she's listening hello <laughs> um but anyway she I remember her telling me like we were arrived at the Edinburgh marathon we were both like so nervous but so excited and I remember her being like Jess like don't be nervous like we've basically done like we've done 99% of the, the marathon now like this last 1% is just the race, it's just the last 26.2 miles, and then um, we've done it, and I was like, you know what, you're so right, like, it's the whole journey, I think, rather than, like, the one day, so that definitely made me feel better, and I remember, like, we got to the finish, and it was just great, it was so yeah. emotional, but just, like, the best, best feeling, so, yeah, yeah, there's nothing like it, really, there isn't. Isn't the feeling of finishing a race just like uh, euphoric? <laughs> it is, especially when I feel like, like when it's like a short distance race and you're really going all out and you get to the finish and you're like so out of breath. That, I usually don't have that feeling that much because like I'm not a huge sprinter um, or I'm not very quick really. But gosh, like I remember sometimes when I like push myself on like, so with OTC, sometimes we do running races and like at the end of those races, like I was so tired and you just like, but you're just so happy. Like it is just a great feeling. Uh, yeah, honestly, I it's love it. Like it. Me and my sister yeah. did this, Um we did our first like mini adventure race in September. (laughs) Tell me about this. I was looking at the stats. That looked insane. Was it like what were the the days and the distances? So (laughs) the first day started with a it was a 15k run and it was lovely and calm, no rain, no wind, like very chill, really lovely. Mm. We were like, oh this is so this is great. Like we're gonna be so far. Then we got into the 80k cycle, which was a road cycle I I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm not a natural cyclist at all either so I really didn't really take this into account and it was 50 mile per hour headwinds on a really small like quite light road bike I'm also not the biggest like biggest human so I was being blown all over the place <laughs> and it was pouring it down with rain and then did you camp overnight? you camped oh. overnight which was again really fun looking back but also at the time I probably wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> um, and then the next day was lovely weather-wise, but again, we'd had the rain the day before, so we had to deal with the Like coming down oh, a really steep hill with the mud. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I fell over about 20 times, I think. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so the second day was, it was 50 kilometers off-road bike, which was actually fine. Um, okay. And then it was a 25K trail run. See that? That at the end of it, that is not like an easy, like icing on the cake or cool. a 25 trail run as well. Like, trail yeah. running is this tough, that's, so that's tough. brilliant. And then it w- wow, that was the job cool. kayak, so the kayak was oh, really fun. Um, yeah, but I so I so know what you what? mean with that like feeling of before you're kind of like, oh my god. And to be fair, like, it is though I'm both of both those things we're talking about. So, adventure races and marathons obviously, they are very like nerve wracking in the sense of like it is a long time, exactly. Um, yeah. But it is so, it's is—it's so interesting how your your mind just forgets the pain that your body was in and yeah. you just, you just yeah, tune out that. True. You finish and you're like, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing. And you forget that feeling. I mean, they say 18 miles or 20 mile mark, that's when you hit, well, the wall maybe. Or you just hit like this feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I just want to stop running. Like your whole body just wants to stop running. And I remember thinking like, um, when is the wall gonna come? Like have I hit it? Because I was kind of confused at like what it meant um, And I remember my dad telling me like his first marathon him saying like, okay So I hit the wall on my first marathon because I didn't train enough and um, He hit the wall at like mile 20 and he said honestly like he forgot where he was He didn't know who like what he was doing. He said his whole body like he couldn't feel his feet land on the floor like his whole body was just completely numb and he was so disorientated so I remember thinking like surely I would know if I'd hit the wall um so I didn't hit the wall which is good I mean I guess it shows like training paid off and stuff but yeah I remember getting to 20 miles and thinking god I've got another 10k like (laughs) uh." and I kept switching the miles and kilometers in my mind to like just like jiggle things up a bit and make it exciting so I'd be like oh yeah like I've got 20k and then I'd be like no actually and then I'd change it to miles and I'd keep changing it like like I'd love to like record like what I was thinking about during that uh, during marathons because it's such a long time to like kind of obviously you're not by yourself but you are like in your own headspace and I was wearing headphones so I wasn't really talking to anyone on the race and so I just loved I'd love to like think back about like everything I was thinking but oh gosh no it's great I absolutely have loved them so much so no, bring on I, the London hopefully. That's bring something. on London, love that. Yeah. So, what I also love is that, so you've done these marathons and you're vegan. Yeah, yes, yeah. I really do think that like being vegan, especially over lockdown, it's funny because I've been doing quite a lot of reading and for my course, like looking into animal rights and looking into like the climate crisis that we're experiencing. And I just think being vegan really is such a good solution. And, and I think really think if more people were educated on being vegan and they were actually taught that it really isn't that hard, Really, I think just people should really try it. Like, honestly, I could never go back, ever. Neither. I really couldn't. I've been vegan for a yeah. year now. Um, Amazingly. How, yeah. how long have you been vegan? I've been vegan for three years. Um, so I went vegan years. in my last year of school. And I, I decided to go vegan for a month, so the month of March. And I remember with so Clara's twin sister, Martha, we both said that we'd go vegan for the month of March just to see what it was like. And I kind of like, I was vegetarian at the time and I was kind of thinking, oh, like I could, I definitely saw myself going vegan, just maybe not at that time of my life. But then I went vegan and then the end of March came and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really want to go back. Like, I just didn't want to. I didn't really think about it particularly. I was just like, I just could keep going. And then I kept going. And then after a few months, I was like, well, I guess I can vegan. now, And I was actually really happy about it. So I was like, yeah, let's just keep going. And honestly, there hasn't really been a time where I've wanted to go back to being veggie, or, or definitely not eating meat. But yeah, I mean, very happy. What about you? What made you decide to? Well, so I think that's a, I think it's a great way. Firstly, that you went into it, not because you. Were, I guess in a sense, maybe it was cold turkey, but you didn't. You didn't perceive that it was cold turkey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So I've been vegetarian for I think five years. Because mm. um, I like, I'm sure many people do had that fear, and I was I was an athlete, so I had. I really mm. possessed this fear of protein, vitamins, minerals. Oh, and yeah. There's still a lot of scaremongering in e- even even today, when there's clearly so many solutions to these to these deficiencies. Or mm. even though I think I mean I've learned that you can get everything you need from plant. But I yeah, it took me time. But I just I slowly I slowly came into it. I slowly started cutting down. Um, I kind <laughs> of I did it slightly differently. So I I, I actually stopped eating dairy. I think two years ago, partially because it didn't really agree with me, and partially because it kind of started to freak me out. <laughs> oh, really? um, no, I, I completely know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. real. I mean, I think of it now, I I get spooked. Eggs really freak me out. Now I used to eat eggs every day. Right. Um, and yeah, cows, so- milk. Just yeah. cow's milk, cow's like, And the fact that people always say it's normal milk. That's something I know. People listening to this might be like, "What the hell, Jess? Like, you're crazy." But to me, <laughs> I'm like, cow's milk is cow's milk, right? Like. If you actually think about it, it's meant to be for the calf. The whole idea of mammals' milk is for their offspring to pass on antibodies and for nutrients and to like give that their offspring a head start in life. But obviously, like that's completely, we've completely manipulated that now to thinking that all humans should be drinking cow's milk. But when you actually think about it, we really don't need it. Cow's milk is cow's milk. And I think it should be called cow's milk, not normal milk, because, you know, then you have goat's milk and then you have plant based milk. I just think we need to shift our perception of normal because then less people will, um, like, deviate from the normal and then it will be more accepted to be vegan, I think. Um, I don't know what you think about. Well, you hear stories about kids not even knowing where milk comes from. Exactly, I know. And that Um, I think that's, like, the most... It's like so important to, I yeah. think like definitely, obviously I'm not going to have kids for a while, but when I do have kids trying, I will definitely educate them from like the second they're born and be like, right. So this is like cow's milk. This is a chicken. Like this is, a, I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to feed them meat, who knows, but you know, try and like tell them where it's all from so that they can maybe make up their mind and they can.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Form these opinions in the head from a young age because I think yeah, a lot of it is just we're com- like kids are completely unaware. Or of- yeah, I, I I just do wonder what it will be like when we have yeah. kids. Will yeah. we be in this kind of much more plant based population? I really hope so. Um, I hope so too. I, I really think do. Because people always ask me why I'm vegan, and I always, I never have one like more weighted reason. I have so much passion for my health because I feel like I massively benefit on a health yes. from a health perspective. Yeah, I have exactly. it, but my ethically, I don't agree with. I don't agree with exploiting animals, and I also don't. I also think it's amazing for planetary health, like environmental ethics. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm 100 with you there. Yeah, and obviously, like throughout this whole conversation as well, literally no judgment if you're not vegan. <laughs> like, <laughs> no at all. like honestly, no. Like, I I think that's also the problem where vegans have kind of built up this huge stereotype that we're preachy, like dramatic, you know. like not not violent but not actually the opposite of violent like peaceful but the thing is like it's you can be anyone and be vegan like you can be the most masculine male and and be vegan like it doesn't link to your like weak or strong whatever like yeah it's your diet and it's your like where your moral standing i think on on animals like i really don't i think there is so much judgment oh i would never be vegan like oh, I just wouldn't, like, vegans are kind of weird. Like, I think we just need to break those barriers of, like, how we see veganism and vegetarianism. There's also such a difference, I think, between passion and preaching. I think it's yeah. so good to be super passionate because I'm very passionate about it. and I really yeah. hope that that that, that 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 doesn't come across as being useful, no. but I'm very, I'm obviously so c- conscious about, about showing my passion just because I do think, it, like, it is something that people can, I'm not saying everyone needs to go fully plant-based but I think ev- I do personally have the opinion that I think everyone go shifting towards a plant-based diet is yeah. is what we should be doing Absolutely. just in the current yeah. kind of scenario um yeah but um I think it's so important to be passionate yeah you've got to be passionate if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. be vegan it is it is a lifestyle choice but Definitely. like you're saying with this masculine kind of this like taboo around masculinity and and yeah have you seen um have you seen game changers if you haven't oh jeff so it's this it's incredible it's this documentary about all these really famous athletes who are all vegan and they're completely breaking down the barriers of protein um like performance on a vegan diet strength muscle it's fabulous it's actually showing i mean Obviously it's based on these athletes, but it is kind of based on wider scientific trials and and it, it, it does just show that there is absolutely no limit to the human body on a vegan diet. And it's no, so important. Not, not at all. Like I've, I've never felt out. limited ever. We feel unlimited. But um yeah. that's amazing. I remember actually when I was in second year, like having a conversation with my friend Hattie, cause she um is also vegan, been vegan for a while, I think longer than me. Um but she told me that the strongest man in the world, I think at that time, was vegan. And it, yeah, again, it just shows, like, there He's is no- He's on Game no... Changers. He's on Game Changers. Okay, yeah. I will definitely watch. It's I It's terrifying how strong that man is. <laughs> oh, I know, honestly, it's it's have, like, people, like, the human body is quite scary as well. Like, what you can achieve, like, how strong one individual can get. Like, it's amazing. It's, it is like, amazing. That, I think my favourite, uh, person included in that. He's called Scott Yurek, and he's an ultra runner. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, Fabulous recommendation for his books are Eat Eat and Run. So he kind of is exploring this Yeah, he said he's been vegan for years. He's been vegan for I think 20 years. He's run the fastest 100 mile race, and he's run the most a man has run in 24 hours. (gasps) He is an absolute machine, but so humble. And yeah. he's so passionate about being plant-based and, and, and an ultra runner. So it's so fascinating. And so he's included in game changers. So it's oh, got both it. sides. It's got the endurance, it's got the strength, it's got the yeah. it's and then it, it tunes a lot into the mental the mental side um, as yeah. well. And it is just I love, it's amazing. Okay. So I'd yeah. recommend anyone watching that. I really will. Gosh, ultra. I'll, I think like an ultra marathon is something that I just like can't get my head around. Just saying that you've achieved something like that, wow. I think I, the reason I love that so much is, is because it's so much about the mind and I think yeah. that is just demonstrating so much mental and physical strength. Yeah. Yeah. And soul, like I, whatever anyone wants to call it, like emotion, soul, spirit, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that is so important as well. Um, Absolutely. So it's, and it is, it's true, like the the two healths, like mental, physical health, they're completely linked. You can't look after one health without looking after the other. You know, I really do. I do. Uh, yeah, I completely am for that. So I think like the main line for me, like throughout the whole, like the thread throughout the whole thing, is that feeling of real positivity in your in whatever journey you're taking, and whatever passion you have. And no, that's a break. And or it's I love it. yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. I think it's just something yeah. that I'm. I'm very, my mind is very focused on, I think doing, I'm I'm currently doing a, a yoga teacher training course, but what's, what's been highlighted to me so much in the course is not only this physical practice of yoga, but it's the making yoga life. So it's so, it's so kind of associated with these things of like positivity, non-attachment, like just living present. And I think that's kind of the main, yeah, the main vibe. I won't lie, like, Talsy, every time I need a bit of a pick-me-up, I'm like, oh god, like, I'm kind of feeling down, or I'm not inspired to go for my run. I'm like, right, let's get Talsy's Instagram up, and I just start looking look at it, and honestly, I'm just like, yeah, like, your captions, I just think it's great, like, your whole vibe is just, I definitely think, like, I think a lot of people should try and incorporate more of Talsy, really, because, Aww. like, yeah, staying positive, you know, like, seeing the good, like, just, you know, like, not killing yourself over things that like just don't actually don't matter like just really just being present in the moment and like living for you looking after your health looking after your physical fitness your mental health like everything I just think it's really great so yeah I honestly love looking at your I honestly I think it's probably my most visited Instagram account <laughs> I'm just I like love that. That's so I love great. it so, I think it's really great I love <laughs> that so one thing that I'm gonna do on this podcast with everyone because uh-huh. i do I, i'm going to try and like I, I love having these like really wide conversations because obviously everything is yeah. linked and but i what the way i'm going to keep the podcast the same is uh-huh. by having these, these three concluding questions yeah. so my first question is is there one thing you do every day that makes you feel your absolute best um yeah so i think with this one like the pretty obvious answer for me and the, uh, the correct answer would be um just some some sort of exercise whether that's a long walk um like a very chilled yoga session like it depends how you're feeling obviously if you're hungover or if you're exhausted um then you do something a bit more chill and then if you're really up for a challenge you maybe go for a big long run but yeah I definitely think just like moving my body being alone with myself my mind that definitely makes me feel best like I think there's nothing worse than when you've been like inside all day um so I try and get out and like or just do something for me in the form of exercise, I definitely think that makes me feel my best. Yeah. So daily movement. I love that. Daily. We can still be resting. Cause obviously like people are like, oh, you still need rest days, but there's a difference yeah. between a rest day where you're sitting down all day. Exactly. And then taking a different, and then instead making sure you're moving every few hours, getting a bit of stretching. Like it's, it's the movement I think. And we're like, our bodies are built to move. So I love that. I completely exactly. agree. Exactly. I align with that. Yeah. With and like, obviously rest day. Yeah. When you say rest days, a rest day to me isn't just being like great, that means I can like pig out on like gross food and like just lie in bed. Like a rest day for me would be like still going for a nice walk and maybe doing some yoga, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's funny how you say like the body's built to move because like we've got the same watches. That's something else that I <laughs> we thought. Do. Great. I oh, yeah. um <laughs> But this, bu- I don't know if yours buzzes. Maybe I should turn it off because sometimes it's a bit annoying, but it will like buzz and tell you to move. Mind does that sometimes like normally i'm like yeah. okay great sometimes i'm like that's just rude <laughs> i'm just like what are you saying i've just been for a 10k run like can you just leave me alone <laughs> and I'm like this is like, move and this one's like what is that sound? my watch is telling me to move like i did like the whole concept behind it is i think it's really good like not to stay sedentary for too long because it's just not yeah. good for you really. we're not built to stay sedentary and no and like you say like on rest days we rest days are for regeneration but we're going to regenerate so much better by going on a walk and, and exactly. nourishing the body rather than yeah. just sitting down works, sit. no. we're not built to sit. we're not built to sit perfect, yeah. perfect answer okay oh. so second question is do you have a goal or a way you want to grow in the next year I guess obviously at the moment like there is just I don't really have a plan for um the next um upcoming month but I'd say for this year I think definitely something that lockdown has taught me well it's just like like doing nothing isn't actually that bad I feel like a lot of the time I was always very like if I'm not being productive I'm not succeeding you know like I should use this time to do this or to do this and I should oh I've got a spare 10 minutes why don't I like listen to a bit of a podcast or something but I feel like actually just like Doing what's good for you and just like relaxing. Obviously, not not turning completely lazy, but I think like in our society, it's such a like we're always so busy and we never stop. So I th- feel like this lockdown period has taught me that actually stopping, breathing, and relaxing is is so good for you and your mental health and your physical health as well. um But I'd say for the for the year in general, just like follow my passions wherever they take me. Like they might change. Um, at the moment, I've been thinking quite a lot about. My future I think it's just like all the time in your hands like you think about these things and um, I'm kind of torn between like going down the veterinary route or going into animal justice so I know that's not a year that's not a really a year ambition but I think my ambition for the year specifically would just be like follow my passion see where it takes me. I love that you've brought this up because I think actually the, be- actually the best thing you can do is stop uh-huh. and yeah yeah cool I (laughs) I think there is this I think in in our modern society there is this need to constantly be doing something constantly seeing people constantly achieving constantly doing stuff I genuinely believe that the best thing we can actually do is is sit down for an hour and just breathe and yeah yeah, I think that's amazing I think so many people would feel so much more at ease and I I do hope that if that's something we can take out of this lockdown then that would be insane definitely shouldn't feel guilty when we're not when we're doing nothing because like at the end of the day we need we need that time don't we like
1: yeah, yeah it's charge cool.
0: time yeah, exactly it's for our body to like yeah. sit still and put the energy that goes into stress and over mm-hmm. overdrive in, that goes into digestion and uh-huh. body regeneration and yeah. everything it's so important it's really mm-hmm. powerful as well so i think people like realizing that would be amazing um yeah. and following your passions i think that's something that everyone should do as well that should be everyone's goal yeah. for 2020 regardless yeah. of what's happening just follow your passion exactly your heart love exactly. that exactly let okay. your passions burn brighter than your fears that's actually the quote that's on my calendar this month that yeah. actually that leads us on nicely to my final question what is a mantra you align to in life for, for positivity and light so a quote or whatever yeah. um oh yeah this is so I, I, I wouldn't say I have like one specific one throughout my whole life, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely would say the, the saying, all it takes is all you've got. I think that is like, to me, I think I really like trying to align with that because I think it's so true. Like your, your own competition, being competitive is great, but at the end of the day, I always say like, I'm only competitive with my past self with, you know, I used to be awful at running and now I'm a runner. Or, like, I used to never do this and now I'm this. Or, you know, you kind of, like, follow your progression rather than comparing yourself with your friends or other people. Because at the end of the day, everyone is different. We're all different individuals with our own talents and with our own weaknesses. So I think definitely all it takes is all you've got. Like, if you put in your absolute max effort, then you're doing well. And, like, I just think this whole idea of failure, like, is quite subjective. So... If you're trying your best, then honestly, I think that's just the best you can do. Yeah, I would definitely say that's a, that's a, that's a cool mantra to go by. I think that's fab. I think it's such like a self-loving mantra as well. Yeah. Definitely, it's 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 fully accepting the fact that like you are you right now and that's all that matters and like Yeah, like it's so important not to feel that kind of comparison like and it's great to have goals But they shouldn't be like Uh, I want to be like this person because you're never gonna be you're allowed to have goals of of wanting to grow in a certain way, but it has to Mm -hmm. be from a from a place of loving yourself and Mm -hmm. Knowing that like you're gonna put yeah put all that you have (laughs) right now in a sustainable way and i think that's yeah. so good i love that yeah. so, oh thanks oh my god we've come to the end <laughs> oh, this has just been amazing tools yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to like watch you grow with this podcast first ever guest oh yeah I, I know oh well i'm honored thank you <laughs> <laughs> you were the first, one of the first people i thought of i was like Bro, i'm getting her on it 100%. that's so sweet yeah I'm no i, I really i mean i would think the same about you if i was gonna have a podcast oh, i would definitely yes. you know what? i'm gonna start making a list of people i should interview for a podcast if i ever make definitely do it been, uh, I, I just think it's like such a nice idea. Also, just a great excuse for a good chat, really. Oh, it's perfect. It's a perfect yeah. excuse for a massive catch-up. I feel well, like we could go on forever. But, oh, thank you so we much. do it nice. so oh, not at all. I've absolutely had the best time. Thank you for having me. I really loved speaking to Jessie about all the things that made her feel her happiest and healthiest. Sending love and light to you wherever you are. Have a beautiful day.